Hey, Circus Boss, here's a behind-the-scenes, unscripted, highly rambling for you. Sometimes I don't have the time to do the editing and all the fancy production stuff. So you might hear me pop in now and then just to share a thought. With no bullet points, no preparation besides just the things that I think through my day. Today, I want to talk about being an observer. Well, what does that mean? So I have so many things to say on this. I'm going to try to figure out where to start. So the reason this feels important to talk about right now is we just did a Raise Your Rage challenge in our Facebook group last week that was amazing. And this concept of value comes up a lot every time we talk about pricing. But also value comes up when I'm talking about marketing. And I realized that knowing your value is one of the weakest points as an artist, especially somebody that's booking entertainment at events, but even for circus coaches and even for circus makers, circus performers in traditional shows, like because what we do is so close and so intimate, we're using our physical body to do what we do. I feel like we're more attached to it and it's hard to observe from the outside the value that we're bringing to others through everything that we do. So this concept of knowing your value is so integral to everything that we do as Circus Boss that it's even one of our pillars. So we've been working on these these pillars and it's, you know, we help circus artists become confident entrepreneurs. And the pillars of that are about knowing your value, standing out from the crowd, and building a sustainable business. So that's what we're all about at Circus Boss. So you hear me talk about value a lot. And you may hear me say things that I've learned over the years about the importance of entertainment at an event and what it brings to an event. And Brock has talked about those too on the podcast. And I talk about it on social media. If you've done coaching with me, I talk about it. Um, pretty much everything I put out, I end up talking about value. And I'm going to loop this back to being being an observer because just a little side story to, to kind of connect all the dots for you. Brock and I just bought a home in Gainesville, Florida. First time home buyers. I've never even wanted to purchase a home before. My life was about experiences and I was never really a homebody. Even though I can be, I found out during the pandemic, <laughs> somewhat of a, like a hermit or um, like to spend time alone. I didn't know that about myself until the pandemic because I've always been with large groups of people, usually in the director or instructor or teacher or ringleader role. Um, but anyways, at this phase in my life, I want to own a home and I want to create that home to be like an oasis. And so I've always been interested in permaculture. I've been adjacent to it most of my life through friends and other connections and, you know, just different journeys that I've had in life. But I've never been able to really practice permaculture on my own land. So there's a free permaculture design course that I've known about for a long time. And uh, if you're interested in that, just, you know, shoot me a DM somewhere on any of the socials or email me uh, wherever you can find Circus Boss. I can send you the information on this, but I'm doing a little beginner's course now. And once I finish that, then there's a 365 day free permaculture course. So it's year long and you just work on one little piece of it per day. So I've decided since now we have a piece of land 
Uh, it's in the city, so it's not a huge piece of land, but I want to transform it into an oasis. The working title, I don't know, is the um, Oasis, wait, Tranquility Oasis. Yeah, because we're working on our Airbnb suite. It's a full guest suite, so we're calling it Suite Tranquility, like S-U-I-T-E. So anyways, um, I digress. But in order to kind of learn about permaculture and start to transform our new property, that's going to be a lot of learning. And so I signed up for this course and I'm just devoting 20 minutes every morning. It's going to be part of my morning routine. And now is here is where I connect the dots finally. So this morning's lesson was all about being an observer. Like before you start designing what you want to do in your home, before you even start like making your goals or any of that, she really encouraged you to find a sit spot. So one location that you can go to um, day in and day out or like every day and just sit in that same spot and observe. Observe the animals, the wildlife, the the plants, the sun, the air, any humans, the sounds, the smells, the feeling, like just observe it because part of permaculture is understanding. I'm not a permaculture expert, so please forgive me. I'm learning if I get this wrong, but it's about understanding the natural systems so that you can work with them rather than against them. And then I realized that that's what Brock and I are doing when we were selling entertainment. And what I'm always trying to share with all of you about how to know your value and how to communicate your value, it comes through observing. So Brock and I, you know, I stopped performing years ago, but still event managed. Even when I wasn't performing, uh, I was still at events a lot. I love events. I love experiences. I love people gathering. It's always something I've really enjoyed. But I've observed people a lot. Even when I was like in college, I went to a conservatory for dance. Sometimes our choreography assignments started with like going to a public place and just watching people travel through space and interact with each other and interact with the landscape and the buildings and things around them. And so here's where here's I'm going to I swear I'm, I'm connecting the dots. I'm coming full circle now. One of the most powerful ways that you can learn your value is through observing, observing your audience, observing other humans, because what we're doing is an experience. Some might argue that sales and marketing is about solving a problem, but I really like to focus on the experience that we're creating. Um, I'm going to have to do a side topic on the whole solving a problem thing because there, there is some stuff there, but let me, let me just, uh, put a pin in that and I'll come to that in another another piece of content somewhere. But to stay on topic, this is this is what happens when I don't have bullet points. <laughs> I just like my mind just goes. So I'm pulling it back to observing. So if you can when not when you're performing, I mean yes, you can observe your audience while you're performing, but to really 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 start to hone in and understand human nature and how entertainment affects human nature. See if you can observe. So if you're at an event and you finish performing, see if you can change into nice, you know, party clothes or uh, whatever the attire is of the event and see if you're allowed to go out on the floor and just like hide and tuck, tuck yourself away in a corner and just observe. So you can be observing the, the, um, the layout of an event and see where people congregate, see where people get stuck 
um, and then start to imagine. So for one thing that we noticed, and a lot of event planners have noticed this, so they would ask for this, is roving entertainment is really great when people are standing in line, like they're standing in line at a bar or standing in line at a registration table. I mean, Disney is amazing at this. When you're waiting in line for rides at Disney World or Disneyland, you don't even realize you're in line because you're being entertained. There's things to look at. Uh, there's like a world that you're in while you're waiting. Okay. So that's obviously one way that entertainment can be used to help an event. And there's so many other ways. And so a lot of this comes through observing. So you're observing, even if there's not entertainment while you're watching, just watch what people do. Watch where they go, watch the flow of things. You can start to learn where is a good place for roving entertainment. You can start to see where is a good place for uh, stationary entertainment, even if it's ambient, like, you know, aerial point or living statue or something static, like, you know, what's, what's the entrance to an event too? That's another one. Like how do I love watching people when they enter an event? Do they look like awestruck? Do they look excited or do they look lost or do they look underwhelmed? Right. And that's another area that entertainment can have huge value is helping set the stage, no pun intended, for an amazing experience. Right. Um, and then if you are able to, if there's other performers at the event, I know we love to love, love, love to watch our colleagues perform. But if you can see if you can just watch the audience, see when they're watching, when they're engaged, see when they check out, see what makes them laugh, see how it shifts the mood of the group, how it shifts the energy, um, because entertainment can do so many things. And, you know, I ramble off usually off the top of my head, some of the things that we observed and shared over the years, but really there's so much more. And I don't need you to repeat the things that I'm saying, like you can find your own things, but it all comes through observing. So I think I've shared a lot of my thoughts, hopefully all of them that I wanted to say on this. I didn't make any notes ahead of time, but these are just my thoughts that I invite you to observe. You can observe an event. You can observe if you're in class, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, you know, uh, can you observe your students? See how they're responding. See how they're reacting. See what works. See what shifts energies. See what like creates those aha moments. What what creates the, the major like perception shift and like realizations, right? I think that I don't know about you, but when I was performing, I couldn't really pay attention to those things. Yes, I would have eye contact with people, and but I was like so busy. If I was ambient, I was like, what am I going to do next, you know? Uh, or, oh, wait, I've already done that move three times. I need to do something different or whatever, you know, the the, the internal dialogue. If I'm performing, depends on how well know, I know my act. Sometimes I'm like thinking about what's next. Sometimes I'm counting the music. Like I don't, I was not really good at observing the audience while I was performing. So every chance I had when I wasn't performing, I was like, like a scientist, I was like observing people and what entertainment is and what it does and how it makes you feel. And, um, but that, that's what I want to offer to you today is whatever your involvement is with circus, whenever you can have the chance to observe the audience, the event attendees, the students, the guests, even if you're in a zoom room and you're not teaching, watching other people's faces, like you can learn so much. And that's one of the ways that you can start to be able to talk about your value, to know it and then talk about it because we're focused on ourselves, and we know all these things about what we do, but ultimately it's the experience that we're selling. 
So those are my thoughts for you today. Be an observer. (laughs) Um, I'll hop on and I'll probably have a lot more permaculture related insights as I'm going through this course, but um, that's my one for today. See you next time.